wake up and get out of bed Don't delay your sleepy head Grab a seat on the couch Listen to what we're talking about In a Saturday morning pajamas Hello and welcome, boys of of cereal Grab a spot on the couch and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas I'm your host, Jax, here with the conclusion to Tom Hanks Week. Yes, I did decide on how long the Tom Hanks era would last, and we deemed it only worthy of a week, mainly because I tried to sit through the money pit, and I just couldn't. Um, honestly, if you've seen the movie and you love it, great. I know at some point I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I did make a go trying to get through it this week. But the story just was a little bit too choppy for me. It was more of, this happens, then this happens, then this happens, this also happens. There was very little connection between why the things were happening. They were all part of the overall story of Tom Hanks bought a shitty house. But it just didn't grab me. And you know what? I found a much better movie to review for you all anyway. So... Without further ado, let's get into the actual topic of this week's, uh, today's episode. We're going with 1989's classic, The Burbs. This is a movie, again, from Tom Hanks' goofy part of his career, and it is a very fun movie. I must apologize, uh, before I go any further, I mentioned in the last episode that this movie had Dan Aykroyd in it. Oh my god, I must have been looking at the Ghostbusters figurines around the room or something, and feeling Dan Aykroyd at that moment, but no, it is actually Rick, uh, Dukeman, something like that, yeah, uh, a completely different actor, uh, he sounds so much like Dan Aykroyd does as Ray in Ghostbusters, it just, that's immediately what I thought of, he sounds so much like him, but no, completely different guy, and he did great in the movie, I just really have, cannot apologize enough for mixing that up, I have no clue what happened, <laughs> That out of the way, let's get on to the plot of this movie. Okay, so, um, there's this place called, like, Suburbia, where, like, people started to move, and, like, it's full of, like, yuppies and stuff, but, okay, even that voice didn't annoy me. Basically, Tom Hanks lives in the suburbs. Uh, the timeline for this is summer, because kids are, school, are out of school, and for his week vacation, he's decided, no, I want to do nothing. Not, I don't have any plans. My plan is to sit here and do nothing. Watch the baseball game, mow the lawn, maybe do some stuff around the house, but do nothing. That's all he wants. It's all the man really needs. And you know what? Doing nothing every once in a while is a perfectly valid excuse for what to do with your time. So, go Tom Hanks. His wife is still, like, questioning him, but no, you know, you know, but, you know, it's what he wants, you know. No, he doesn't want to go to Lake. He wants to stay home. Okay. So he's our main character. And, oh, he's married to Carrie Fisher, oddly. So I was like, oh, Princess Leia. Okay. So he's here with um, S family. He plans to be a veg. Um, maybe hang out with his friend who who lives on the block. Uh, played by the Ray. Um, Ray. Oh, my God. Played, played by the Dan Aykroyd lookalike. <laughs> Soundalike. Uh, Rick. Um, but the character's name is Art, and Art's like his friend, but it's like, he is like the millhouse to the, to Bart. He, no, that's not right. He is like the Cartman to the Kenny. 
He, no, not right either. Cartman to Stan. They're friends, but you really need to take everything this person is saying with like a grain of salt because they're talking out of their ass half the time. Ray is like a busybody, a gossip, and he teaches he talks big talk. Uh, we'll go more into what I mean by that after I introduce the rest of the characters. We also have one of the Corys, Corey Feldman. He plays a neighbor, one of the neighborhood kids. He's in his teenagers, and this probably like seven. Well, he's drinking beer at one point, so he's probably at least 18. Does not look 21, so we'll have that right there. Uh, when did the drinking age change? Uh, I don't remember. I swear it was long before 1989, but whatever. So, we never actually see Corey's parents, for the record. He's just supposed to be, like, painting the house all or something, and he's just there. We also have the neighbor, which is this nice old guy. Uh, reminds me of someone from a TV show that I can't remember now. It's not Mr. Belvedere. Like, there was Walter... The guy used to be in that commercial about diabetes. That guy. That's who he, the neighbor reminds me of. Um, and he has this little cute toy poodle whose favorite activity is crapping on the lawn. Not the owner's lawn, but the lawn of the one neighbor the guy doesn't like. Um, and this is a guy who's, like, ex-military, still believes in need to be fortified. Uh, he's the guy who's currently on your Facebook talking about how we need to have, everyone needs to have six guns to be saved. Not going into that gun debate, just saying he is the, he is that stereotypical guy. Uh, he has a, a wife who dresses very skimpily and basically she's the MILF of the, of the neighborhood. And then rounding out, we have the Clopex. The Clopex live next door to Tom Hanks' character, Ray, uh, named Ray Pearson. Named Ray right there. Sure, that had nothing to do with my mix-up. I need to let that go. So, the Clopex moved in next door, and it just, no one even remembers the previous residents moving out, but one day the Clopex were there, and okay, they own the house. And I don't know if this was a dressing movie, but I really want to know how long they were in that house, because this house the lawn and the maintenance have just shot to shit. It looks like it's not been painted in years. There's dry rot everywhere on the porch. All the vegetation is dead because no one waters this at all. Which, I live in California. And even if we don't water our lawns, yeah, they turn, they, they turn brown. But they don't turn to this level of brown after just a year of not watering. Trust me, foreclosures are out here. We, we, I, I can... I, there's a scientifically reason, valid point for me saying this. <laughs> so, because the Clopex are just odd, Art, a uh, busybody no neighbor, he does talk a lot about how, oh, they're up to something, they're weird, you know, they, I bet they had killed them, or they did something about it, like, they're just weird, we need to look, you know, look into it, we need to protect our neighborhood, and just putting all these crazy, insane ideas into Tom Hanks' character's head. And at first, Tom Hanks does a pretty good job of ignoring him, but he's off work for the week. What else does he have to do? You know? I mean, it's not like the guys were out one night drinking, um, just chilling on the, on the other porches, and they happen, it happened to be trash day, and the Clopex decided the best way to take the trash to the curb was to put the trash bag in the, back, in the trunk of the car, drive the car out of the garage, up the driveway, so like, what? 20, 30 feet, get out of the car, take the trash bag out of the trunk, put the trash bag in the trash can on the curb, smash it into the trash bag, uh, trash can so it will fit with a big giant stake, and then drive back into the driveway. 
Yeah, I don't know why that struck anyone as weird. Really, I, I just don't. But that, that's just one of the weird things they do, and that got the everybody wanted to go and check them. You know, that guy people brought up, gave him some ideas that didn't help. Then at one point they found, um, I think the next morning they found uh, Diabetes Man's dog running around and wonder where he was. Walter, that's his name. Walter's the name of the old guy. Okay. And they go to his house and they can't find him anywhere. So Tom Hanks leaves a note to the door. Just He meant to say, like, you know, pro figuring he's going out of town or something, but saying, okay, when you come back, I have your dog. Later in the movie, it's they decide to turn that note into, like, a I've kidnapped your dog ransom note, but no one in this movie is saying, okay? Just, so I, I'm just going, okay, teach me not to be nice to you. Other strange occurrences um, happen with the house. I mean, at one point, the guys go, they said to go knock on the door and talk to the neighbors. Just like, no one's introduced themselves to these neighbors. So they said go talk to them. And they're like 966 six on the block or something. When they knock on the door, the little metal door, uh, house numbers on the outside of the home, the nine falls, one of the screws comes loose, and so the nine falls turn into a 666, and apparently there's a whole fuck ton of bees living inside the walls of the house because then this comes out and attacks Tom Hanks' character and the art Dan Aykroyd look-alike nosy neighbor, Cartman neighbor. Swiss Cartman goes up. So all that happened, so that just makes him more eerie. Let's see. Um, there's a few other weird things that happened, but mainly as time goes on, like weird stuff starts creeping up, and you know you're at home, you have nothing to do, and you have. Let's think back, back to when we were kids. You know, like 10, 11, 12, and you're home for the summer. And let's let's just pretend you're a latchkey kid. So that's what they called them when I was growing up. I think now they call them neglected. Yeah. So. You're at home. You have nothing better to do. Mom's at work. Dad's at work. Whatever. You're bored, and your friend's like, "Hey, I have a great idea." Next thing you know, you're being chased down the block by the mini the mini blinds van guy because your homemade little slingshot that shot pushpins happened to scratch his glass. Not a true story at all. Um. Yeah, he was pissed. So things happen. You know. Bad ideas become good ones. You know, if Jordan was here, he would tell you the same thing about, you know, well, we figured that if we heated up the bicycle seat, it would fit on the bike. I didn't think that having a fire in a park and the cops coming by was going to be bad, but, you know, stepmom got a call that we have your son, he's 12, he's in trouble, and yeah, he admits this day, like, it sounded like a good idea at the time. <laughs> So, yes, so that's kind of how this movie plays out. Like, things just happen. Um, a little bit here, um, but let's get to the final day. So, Tom Hanks decides, tells his wife, you know what, why don't you go take the kid, visit your sister for the day? You want to do that. No, are you sure we home? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to watch the game. I'm going to play golf with the neighbor. We'll be fine. 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 Okay. She leaves because she just doesn't want to know, I, I think. So the plan is that Dan Aykroyd look like and Tom Hanks are going to break into the neighbor's house and start digging in the basement because that's where they think the bodies are buried. 
we've progressed a little bit from being weird to now they have bodies buried in the basement. It's a theme. Just go with it. Uh, it also happened that this day the Clopics happened to leave for the day, so they just got really lucky on timing. So they start early. Um, the neighborhood, Corey, uh, the kid, Corey, or, uh, Felton's character, he invites all his friends and was like, no, you guys, trust me, something's going to happen. You've got to come neighborhood. I'm having a party. So everyone comes, you know, he gets all his friends over, so every now and then we'll get to a shot of all the kids just sitting there watching and talk about, I have to leave soon, and Corey going, no, something's going to happen, and what a show they those who stayed received. And basically, they don't find anybody in the basement. They do find the gas line. And the gas line happens when, when you accidentally break it open. It emits fumes into the room. And as is wont to do, there's a furnace in the basement with an open flame. Because why not? Uh, think about the furnace from Home Alone that Kevin was afraid of. Kind of like that. And so, well, we have a heat source and we have gas fumes. Let's mix them together. Childhood trauma. No, that's just me. We blow up the Clopex house. And, of course, what should happen just as the house is being blown up, besides all the teenagers cheering, why the Clopex are arriving home. And they're upset their house. And Tom Hanks realized at this point, like, what have I done? I'm so sorry. He, he is, he's just, he, he's like, so he realizes what messed up. The police are talking to him, like, going, you left a ransom note saying you kidnapped their dog. You blew this up. You're just in so much trouble. His wife happens to come home about this time, so more good news. Uh, and eventually Tom's like, you know what? He, he blows up at, um, Cartman lookalike, whatever, friend, and just says, these are good people, and this is what happened. This is, he's blaming it all on the friend. Really, he should take some personal responsibility, but I do get... The friend just does not get... He's like, well, what do you want me to do? Want me to move? And I'm sitting there yelling at the TV going, No, I want you to shut the fuck up and stop and stop causing shit. I'm the one who blew up their house. I'm the one who has the ransom note here. I'm the one who did all this. Yes, it was my own violation, but you egged me on. And I, I tried to tell you not to, and it's like... You know what? I don't need this negative influence in my life, basically. And so Tom's like, fuck it, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm gonna go to the hospital. I'm gonna go get in this ambulance, okay? So he gets in the ambulance, his wife's like, I'll fall behind and mental breakdown moment. Well it turns out that the the main uh, patriarch of the family for the Clopex was a doctor. And he gets in the van he gets in the ambulance with Tom Hanks, which okay, your your house is kinda still on fire, but you're you're gonna treat the guy. Uh, okay. Only, how do I put this delicately? When Tom Hanks apologizes and says, once I'm out of jail, I'll help you rebuild your house, take care of things, Mr. Klopek is like, oh, you don't fool me. I, I cannot do their European accent for the record. There there's like some kind of weird European accent, like East European or some. If they could have gone for Transylvanian, they would have, okay? Basically, they want it make, they want us to do something to make this family seem off. Basically, he admitted to killing the fan. He admitted to killing the previous residents, and then he's trying to shoot a syringe full of stuff into Tom Hanks' character. Not having none of it, he struggles. The twenty-something kid of the Clopex, he for some reason is driving the ambulance, and instead of driving it 
away calmly like a normal ambulance would from all the circus that's going on with the media and the neighbors and the fire and all that. Somehow he crashes it into Dan Aykroyd lookalike's house. Okay, sure, I don't know how that happened, but whatever. So, um, so from there, Tom Hanks now gets out and now he's totally changed. I'm like, he did it, he did it. And of course, everyone thinks he's crazy. And the police like, unless you can show me a body, y'all going away from some time. Well, what do we have here? Like, the Clopix car is still sitting in the middle of the road. And the trunk is partially opened for some reason. And there's a blanket covering some stuff. I'll just lift the blanket up and there's the bones of the pre previous residents. They did do it. Um, Dan could look like is vindicated because he's right. And Tom Hanks is like, uh, character is all, I just, okay, I'm right. Okay, I'm not going to jail. Okay. I just want to go home and relax. I need another vacation. I need to go away. I need to listen to my wife and leave and go away. Uh, and so we pan out there as everything's taken care of. And Corey Feldman talking about how much he loves living in the burbs. <laughs> or the suburbs or the neighborhood or something like that. The end. Da, da, da. Want to know more thoughts about this? We'll just sit right tight and we're going to listen to a few words from some of my friends. And I will be right back. You ever watch Kung Fu? I love Kung Fu. If you love Kung Fu, join me on the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss, debate, and dissect Kung Fu and martial arts movies past, present, and future. Available now on iTunes and Google Play Music. You can find me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Kung Fu Drive-In, the Facebook page Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, or our blog, KungFuDriving.com. Just remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. I know Kung Fu. Hey, Mr. Salone, have you heard the Movie Source Rex podcast? Uh, I don't know much about the Movie Solid Rex podcast, but I, uh, I hear that it's a really great podcast, great movie show, uh, they got impressions, they're not good impressions, but they're impressions, uh, you know, they got, uh, movie news, they got, uh, movie discussion, you know, I don't know much about the movie discussion, but, uh, go see my new movie, Expendables 10, you know? If you want to hear more stuff like this, head over to the Movie Source Rex podcast. Or don't. Or, or don't. It don't, it don't really fucking matter, does it? <laughs> do what you want. But yeah, uh, maybe maybe do. Or don't. Please. <laughs> please. Please. Please listen to us. Where can people find us? They can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. And they can get in contact with the show via Twitter by tweeting at MREX Podcast. That's at MREX Podcast. Is that all right? This is the Secret Transmission Podcast. We are a podcast about the strange and unusual, the secret and the conspiracies, the friends and the supernatural. We're a podcast that talks about weird things like number stations, the Bermuda Triangle, the Salem Witch Trials, time travel, the moon landing, the Zika virus, serial killers, cults, the deep web, UFOs, superstitions. We cover it all. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and Google Play. You can also follow us on Twitter, 
at Secret Transpod, at S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-P-O-D. Come listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. Hey guys, this is Bill. This is Phineas. And together, we're the Tattooed Bananas. We do a comedy podcast, and on our comedy podcast, we talk about all kinds of wacky crap, like... Nutscaping. I'll tuck you in tonight. Turning your funeral into a funeral. Can I have an ice pop? Can I have a candy? Dick fishing, furniture banging, and so much more. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and connect with us with the Potter and Family hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, don't forget to check out the Instagram. Throw a bag of bagels at someone's head. Well, wasn't that interesting? Okay, three cheers to all my friends that you just heard from. You should go check them out when you're done with my podcast, of course. Okay, so thoughts on the burps. First off, this has a lot of nostalgic feature for me. I did watch parts of this with AJ, um, AJ recently, but he is just... He's monstrous growing up, and he's, he's like, kind of, and it's okay. Not favorite. I get uh, those words you're hearing are from the dog, who apparently wasn't isn't a fan either. Uh, so, you know, if she could talk words, she'd probably be saying, I don't like it either. Well, I'm sorry, that's not the Pound Puppy movie or Magic Mike. The dog likes Magic Mike. Swear. So, <laughs> back to my thoughts. Ba- yes, my thoughts, dog. Back to my thoughts. I really enjoyed the movie. It has a great air of nostalgia. While it did have, it does have a bit of the this happens, then this happens, then this happens that the money pit had, it does, everything does escalate, and within reason that makes sense in that movie's universe. It's not like, one day we're going to see them take out the trash grid, the next day we're going to go dig through their yard, through their home. No, uh, at some point the dog did pull up a, uh, at some point the dog found a human bone in the yard. Yeah, I like bone, because it ain't fitting on no chicken. And then when, another point when they actually did go over to talk to the neighbors, Tom Hanks' character found Walter's mail as well as his toupee at the Club Hicks house. So he got a little worried and had reason to believe something was fishy was going on that had to do with Walter. So things did, things did not go, there was no, well, that escalated quickly. There was a natural progression once you take your tinfoil hat off, you know, there was that progression. Something else I realized while watching this movie is this movie actually gave me a phrase I use fairly often. And I confirmed this with AJ. Because uh, when Corey is having all of his friends over and some of them are talking about, like, we're kind of bored, nothing's really happening yet, we're going to go to McDonald's or whatever, Corey says, no, wait, I got the pizza dude coming. Let me tell you. I talk about calling the pizza dude whenever we order pizza. I, when the pizza dude comes to the door, I'll be like, oh, it's the pizza dude. I use this, and I just didn't get where I got that phrase from until I watched this movie. So, thank you, movie, for giving me a phrase. Uh, See also my use of the phrase female man from The Simpsons when I'm talking about the male dude, okay? (laughs) Yeah, I I learned words, but not the right ones, apparently. (laughs) Overall, the movie is really great. Uh, when researching this podcast, I actually found out it's coming out on Blu-ray. Not until August, but hey, it's like 10 bucks or something. So 
I'm going to have to add that to my collection when I get a chance. Definitely, because it is one of the classics there. From the 80s, you know, um, it's rated PG, so it was before we had to have a lot of... It has the right amount of horror and comedy and action and all the great storytelling you need to watch this on network TV and not feel like half the movie's been edited away. Um, looking at you, American Pie and Blade and Kill Bill and on and on and on. This is a good movie that you can watch once on TV and not feel like you're missing things. This movie you can pop into the DVD, Blu-ray player, whatever you want and just enjoy. Currently it is on Netflix, yes. I saw this, I watched it on the other day on Netflix, so that is where you need to go to check it out. And you know what? Let's make today's question, what do you think? Do you like the movie? Do you not? Have you seen it? Let me know in the comments at nonoms.net. As well, I also have another question, and that is going to be, what stupid thing did you do growing up, or as an adult, because one of your friends gave you that bright idea, and you were just bored enough to go along with it? I want to hear some stories. You don't have to give me names if you don't want to. I get, you know, statute limitations might not have elapsed on some of these, but I'd love to hear from you. Um, and maybe if I get enough submissions, I will share them in another podcast. Uh, again, and um, you don't need to give names. Privacy will be protected. <laughs> so, thank you. Uh, shout out to everyone listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music, Ooh, I'm Spreaker, anything else. All of you are wonderful, and thank you for listening. Um, Stitcher, you know, found the free app and get hundreds of thousands of great podcasts to listen to. Um, I do want to say, if you like this show, even a little bit, Maybe consider becoming a patron on Podbean. Link and details are at nonoms.net. And, yeah, until next time, thank you for all for listening, and stay safe.